turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. He who has no need is the only one who can sufficiently satisfy all your needs. If somebody has needs, they have needs to take care of. They cannot sufficiently satisfy your needs. But God is the only one who has no need. He can sufficiently satisfy all your needs. Without the revelation of the, of the words of Jesus, you might think to yourself, I don't need God for everything because I can do some things by myself. You might even say I can do all things by myself. In fact, not trusting God or lack of trust in God doesn't mean, God, I don't need you. Rather, it goes like this. I can take care of this myself. For the Christian, it is more of a subconscious thing. It's more of a subconscious thing. It's more of an attitude, an inclination or propensity of the heart than an intention of the hand. Most of us Christians don't open our mouths and say, I don't need God in this matter. But our attitude and actions show that we are saying we don't need God. Here is the plain truth again. Without God, you can do nothing. Without God, you are nothing. Every man, the scripture says, in his best state, every man in his best state is altogether vanity. Psalm 39 verse 5. Surely, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Again, we're still looking at those words of Jesus. Without me, you can do nothing. I want you to listen to this. The fact is, there are those who don't believe in God and have been able to do many things. Not because they trusted God, but because God permitted them to do those things. People will praise them. People will praise them. And even thank them. Even honor them. But the truth remains, they might have gained the whole world, so to say, but they have lost their soul. And so, in the final analysis, they have gained nothing. So, the truth, the plain truth, powerful and profound, is without me, you can do nothing. Without God, you can do nothing. That which you do without God amounts to nothing at the end of the day. Because vanity. And the wisest man, Solomon, said, Vanity upon vanity, all is vanity. All the labors of man are vanity. It's emptiness. In fact, he says, Of making many books, there is no end. And much study is what? Weariness of the flesh. That doesn't mean don't study. But really, without God, without the life of God in us. Whatever it is we achieve, we gain in this world amounts to nothing. We might have gained the whole world, but really we have gained nothing. What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? What will it profit? It will be nothing. 
You gain the whole world, it is nothing. You achieved everything. You have a PhD. You know, you have done this, you have done that, you have done this, we have done that. Without God, you'll be nothing. What you have done amounts to nothing. Remember that scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, talking about love? Without love. You do this, you do that, you give your body to be born, you give your flesh to be do, to, to do this, you give to the poor, you do this, you do that. He said, without love. He said, you are nothing. Meaning without God. God is love. So without God, we are nothing. And without God, we cannot achieve anything. We cannot make anything. So I pray that the Lord will give you an understanding of that scripture, of that word of Jesus, of those words of Jesus. Without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. You see, this is being spoken to a select number of people in the upper room. Those words of Jesus from chapter 13, John chapter 13 to chapter 18, were all spoken where? In the upper room at the communion table. At the communion table. As Jesus communed with them. As Jesus spoke with them. As Jesus ate with them. He spoke serious words. And we also learned that Judas Iscariot was not among them. When these words were being spoken. He had left them to make preparation how he would betray Jesus. So the words of Jesus from John 13 to chapter, the beginning of chapter 18, chapter 17 basically, they were spoken at the upper room, at the table where Jesus ate with his disciples at the communion table. And one of those things that Jesus Christ said, without me, you can do nothing. May the Lord give us an understanding on this. So that we will depend on him. So that we will trust him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Revelations for a trusting walk with the Lord. Only God knows your needs. Your deepest desires. Your real fulfilling needs. That money cannot buy. Therefore trust God with your life. Again from Genesis. Right from Genesis. God in his infinite mercy. God in his, in, in his infinite wisdom took care of man's needs. Need for provision, need for protection, need of love, to love and be loved. God took care of man's needs. Right from Genesis. Need for provision. Genesis chapter 2, if we read from verse Eight, it says the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Wow. Right in the garden, right from the beginning, God thought of your needs. God thought of the needs of Adam, the needs of man. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and he put man in there 
And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. So God made tree to grow out of the ground for him to look at, for not, not for God to look at, for Adam to enjoy the beauty and for Adam to use for food. God provided food for him. God made trees to grow out of the ground for food for Adam. Not only that, the Lord says that the Lord planted even the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. The tree of knowledge was also there. The tree of wisdom was also there. Everything that man needed was there. The basic needs of man were provided for. And much more than the basic needs, God provided for higher needs of man. Uh, the need for protection, God provided for that too. Psalm 8 five, verse 5 says to us, You have made him a little lower than angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. God crowned man with glory and honor. The glory of God, the honor of God upon man was his protection. His protection. Uh, throughout the scriptures, you will hear of God using his glory as protection. Right in the wilderness, throughout the wilderness journey, it was the glory of God that protected them. So the glory of God is meant for protection. So right from Genesis, the Lord put his glory upon man to protect him. To protect him. That glory covered his shame. That glory covered his shame. Gave him honor. The glory of God was his honor. So God provided for the need of protection. The concern of protection. God provided for that. The need of love. The need of love. To love and be loved. God provided for that also. In Genesis 2.18 And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Wow. God also took care of that need. The need of love. Today a lot of people talk about love. Especially, particularly today. There's a lot of people talking love. And many making love as we normally say, making love out of wedlock, making love on their own by themselves, without God, without true love. There is one love you cannot do without. It's the love of God. Every man needs the love of God. Every person needs the love of God. Reading through that Genesis, we see how God took care of the need for love for Adam. None of the things, none of the creatures that God made could share in the, in the care or in the, in the needs, in the desires could relate with Adam. And God saw that. God noticed that. And God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. God can see through your needs. God knows your needs. What is your need? 
God knows. And he says, I will make your need for you. I will provide what you need for you. If you let him do it, he will do it very well. He will do it without effort, without sweating. Now, the principle again is as stated in Matthew 6, 33. But seek forth the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. This is the overarching principle of divine provision, protection, and prosperity. We see that in Genesis 2, from verse 15, it says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Genesis 2, verse 15, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. But verse 15 is the key here. Then the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. To tend and keep it. God gave him a job to do. And while he was busy doing the work of God, while he was busy tending and keeping the garden, taking care of the needs of God, God took care of his needs. 